Welcome in. This is a production of Voice in the Kingdom Ministries and Victory 91.5. And today I have the uh, privilege to introduce a whole bunch of guys at the same time. And I'm going to have some help with that uh, from the man himself, Gable Price and friends. Hello, guys. <laughs> what's hey. up, man? How's it going? Hello. It's yeah. going. This is awesome, hey, man. Up? I'm so glad we got the whole band together because, you know, as we're getting back into the season of having in-person concerts again, you know, I remember when I used to get to go to concerts and there'd be the lead guy throughout the concert every now and then if somebody had a solo or something, he'd say, this is so-and-so from the band. Or <laughs> there'd be that one time in the band where he'd say, here's all our guys and we're going to move on. So I thought we should start with that. So, Gable, introduce your band for a minute for those that are just getting ready to learn who gable price and friends is sweet well yeah so uh we are a band of five guys and um yeah i'm gonna start with mr uh daniel vargas he's over on the drum set take a look down at daniel yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then over on uh electric guitar one of the electric cars we got two electric guitar players we have adam elizararaz Oh, wow. Yes. There he hey. is. Hello, Adam. What's up? Got some hair in my Ailing from Sorry. the staircase of a coffee shop. And then um, on the, elect uh, the other electric guitar, we have uh, Mr. Detroit, Michigan himself, Cam Pablo. Cam Cam. What's up? Cam Cam. Hello, hello, hello. And then uh, the king of Georgia, we got Mr. David Funk. <laughs> yes, David Funk. Yes. So, so Gable, hero. Gable, you had a hand in writing Homecoming, but it's Dave that gets the Homecoming this time. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I didn't yeah. get to go to Homecoming. That's I was homeschooled. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is awesome. So much, uh, such a pleasure yeah. to have you guys. So, Gable, as we get this thing started, you know, you just mentioned homeschool because you kind of had mm -hmm. the the trifecta or the Holy Trinity, as you as you have called it in in past interviews. Uh, you were homeschooled. You you worked at Chick fil A. And then yeah. you went off and then you went off to, to ministry school. So that, I did. <laughs> and but then when you got to ministry school, you kind of had your Michael Jordan moment. And so I'm going to explain that for people and I'm going to let you dive in. So Michael Jordan got cut from his varsity high yep. school team. And then that launched him into the competitive guy that he is. Right. So yes. you had this moment in ministry school that that's what it made me think of, because you learned so much for them from the experience and the opportunity to kind of check yourself a little bit. So let's let's tell people. What is that Michael Jordan moment for you that you didn't quite make the varsity team that you expected at, at ministry school? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I, I grew up a worship pastor's kid. Uh, my dad was um, pastored in the Vineyard Church for about 10 years of my life, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But I was always leading worship with him, singing songs. And um, so when I was moving out to Reading, it kind of seemed like the natural progression. It was a big part of my personality was you know, music was, yeah. was, was especially in church. And so, um, yeah, so I mean, we were, we were driving out to Reading in my, my van, me and my dad were driving it and, uh, we stopped in Kansas city and I will never forget it because I woke up in the middle of the night because I knew that the callback lists were coming through email for worship right. teams, um, on that day. And so I had sent in a video audition for electric guitar and a video audition for worship leading. And what happened was I, I checked my email. There's two emails, worship leader callbacks and instrumentalist uh, callbacks. And uh, so I woke up in the middle of the night. I go to the bathroom to check it because everyone's asleep in the hotel. And I look at, I think, I can't remember which one I looked at first, but I think I looked at instrumentalists 
and it was like had a bunch of names the funny thing is on that instrumentalist list is adam is cam and is daniel and you know who's not on that list is me and i'm like okay <laughs> um and so i was like oh man Oh, we just lost Gable in the middle of his uh, instrumentalist story. What happened there? He must have. He got so excited that he didn't make the list that he he canceled out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sure he gets for making fun of my connection. Ah, uh, we'll get. I know, right? We'll get him back in just a second. Uh, so hey, we'll let Adam or or Cam, whichever wants to chime in there about uh, making the list, and then we'll let Gable finish that part of the story here in a minute. Adam, since you're up there, uh, why don't you uh, talk about making that list at ministry school when you guys were there together? Uh, yeah, it was, it was really surprising because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that try out and I didn't expect to make it, mm -hmm. but I did. And, yeah. um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, it's a cool experience. And, um, I'm obviously met everyone that I'm in the band because of that. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's powerful stuff, if man. If I then, hadn't, go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. If I hadn't made it, I don't know what I would have done. So <laughs> we'll, we'll hear from Kate. We'll hear from Gable to get that perspective in a minute. So Cam, what about you, man? Uh, making the list right there at the beginning of ministry school and getting the callback that you wanted. Yeah, our school year was hefty with incredible musicians. Like I think our year was stacked with like really good guitarists. So it definitely was like, oh my gosh, like who's going to get in, like, who is it? And then it just turned out to be Adam Cam. And I didn't mean to talk in third person, but <laughs> uh, just like a few other guitarists, but it was awesome. Like yeah. I auditioned with Daniel and mm -hmm. it's been like that for the three years uh, yeah. we auditioned with each other. And like the next two years, it was just like, they, they would call up someone else. And I was just like, Oh, I don't know this person that I'm auditioning with. And <laughs> they're i don't think they're good and then they're like well they're not here so daniel vargas with cam i'm just like oh thank god like, <laughs> so um wow yeah, our year was our year was stacked with yeah awesome musicians. well it yeah. sounds like Gable. it yeah yeah and then uh and then gable uh didn't make that list as he was telling us I did a moment not. ago yeah. yeah and i'm back sorry guys yes. i have no idea what just happened to my computer well it um, works well i'm glad you had a backup man so so yes. that we heard that these guys made the list uh you didn't and then it really forced yeah. you into a situation that you had to look at some things differently anyway right so it was yeah. one of those things it, it was one of those things and you know i i checked that list and i was like you know what? i'm gonna check the other list i bet i'm on that one wasn't on that one and, and that was so, the vocalist list right the vocalist yeah, list. yeah and i mean i was it was probably naive and a little bit of arrogance but i mean i was 19 and so it was all i'd ever really known so it's like mm -hmm. natural progression i'm not going to real school <laughs> and so i better get to play some music you know and right. so uh yeah you get rejected for that and it was all i'd ever known so i kind of had to look at things a little bit differently um and it felt like every day was a a different journey of just you know not getting to do the thing that i've always known myself as always known my relationship with god as was mm -hmm. through music always known and it was just like um kind of had to you know take a take a look at the you know, when the, when the kids move out for college and, you know, you had to take a look at the empty nest and I'm like, man, it's weird that, uh, I hadn't really talked to God outside of, you know, being good at something, being yeah. good at being good at, uh, outside of the so. ministry thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. box that we put ourselves in. Yeah. The boxes humans made out on Spotify, hey! iTunes and Apple, not Apple music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that was kind of, that was kind of the moment. And, um, yeah. And it's it, somehow we all became friends 
through yeah. all that. I met Daniel one of my first days in Reading. Yeah. Um, my Adam actually knew my little brother. My little brother knew who Adam was through a uh, Facebook community group of guitar players. And he was like, there's this guy named Adam. I don't know how to say his last name. <laughs> but uh, And so I met Adam. And then I didn't meet Dave for a whole another year. Met Cam through just mutual friends and stuff like that. So it all just kind of came together. Yeah. Um, band didn't start until the next year, though. Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. I know you probably joke about this a lot. Even now with uh, some of the notoriety coming, it's still when somebody says Gable Price and friends are like, wait, who? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I've heard you made that joke. So, um, But now that you've got this thing going and you're starting to hear some people talk about you guys, and, and I love that there's this story of – um, that moment before you became the band that came, mm-hmm. that God like ordained this thing. So I'm going to tell yeah. a quick story myself. One time I had the opportunity when I was in media school at Asbury in Kentucky, I was supposed I to go exactly to the Olympics. I got chosen to go, but I couldn't afford it. So I got stuck home while everybody else, all my friends got to go participate at the Olympics to do the broadcasting thing. And this whole thing that I've been working toward, but I got to be part of a spontaneous revival that led to some things for me that, that I didn't expect. And so you guys kind of had that moment, right? You were looking forward to mission week and then it mm-hmm. didn't come together, but then all of a sudden all these guys are in town to, to play. So who wants to take yeah. off and tell that story about how you guys got together for that first opportunity to record? I mean, Adam, I feel like you have a unique perspective of you kind of, we, we talked about it in the coffee shop before everything. So you can kind of take that if you want to. Yeah. Sure. Um, we, well, so Gable, Daniel, and I, mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't afford to go on like mission trips for a school. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of stuck <laughs> at home. <laughs> and then Gable showed me a song or part of a song that he had uh, written as a bridge uh, uh, from Touch Your Road, which is from the like, first EP. Yeah. I think the actual quote is that this song doesn't suck, right? Like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if I, I don't remember saying that, but maybe <laughs> for story's sake, we'll say I say that I said that. So uh, yeah, I was like, this doesn't suck. And then I was like, we should do something. Like we should, we're, like we're here for like a week. No one's in town. Like we got free time. Like let's let's just like record something and see what happens. Yeah, because Gable is going to go back home after this that year of school so uh it was like something to commemorate our time together uh and his time in reading so yeah we yeah. uh we made that little ep because we couldn't afford to go on mission trips wow so, and, and we we couldn't afford to fundraise for mission trips but we can make a gofundme to make an ep yeah. <laughs> that's, that's showbiz priorities. baby <laughs> what a story what a story well, so so it did come together. You got to record, and and now you're you're a couple albums deep now. But um, it was that one or another one that you guys kind of came to the realization of now. Now we need a little bit faster songs if we're going to actually do yeah. these in person, right? So yeah. <laughs> talk a little bit about how that came together, and as you're starting to work through your process of writing songs too. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, so we made our whole first EP. We are very deep into ministry world. Uh, ministry school world and then um at one point during our next year we we're like we need another song and so we wrote this next song and then um we asked dave to play some keys on it because we knew dave was this really good keys player the man from georgia um and we uh 
so we work on this song and we're like, man, we want to play this live. And so we, we go and we play a live show. We invite Cam because we're like, we, Adam played a lot of guitar parts on this song. So we need a second guy to be able to riff it. And so, um, and we, so we started playing that and it, the show went great because it was Reading and everyone, all of our friends were there. So, you know, you can sneeze in Reading and your friends are there and they're like trying to catch it like, good job. Um, and uh, but so basically we we have a show the next the next uh, fall it was our next show. It was in Sacramento. But I had spent the whole summer traveling with this like indie rock band and the shows were so fun and the songs were so fun. But it was a total grind. You know, you're waking up early, getting in the van, um, traveling super far to play a set and you know, sound systems busted and all that stuff. Everything is happening. And I just kind of realized, I was like, man, music is really hard to do. You know, like it's, it's yeah. fun, but it's, it's a total grind. And it's, and what the singer of that band told me is he said, Hey, you, you, cause I was just told him a little bit of my, my process. I was like, I love making this music, but the music I'm writing, I don't like playing as much as I mm -hmm. like playing this. And he told me, he said, Hey, music is really, really hard to make a living and it's not worth it unless you're doing exactly what you want to do. Yeah. And so we came back to Sacramento. We played that show in Sacramento. And I remember just with Daniel, we just start, uh, I, you know, we look at each other and it's just this look during the show of, I am so bored. <laughs> um, uh, never because, what you're going for there. No, no, yeah. never what you're going for because this is like a concert. You know, we're opening for another yeah. band. Um, the songs that you know will will um, work really really well in church aren't necessarily the ones that are going to make you jump up and down, sweaty <laughs> in a venue next to a bunch of strangers. Yeah. And so we're playing all these like we're like jumping up and down the stage, but our songs are halftime. And so it's just like it's just like bunk, and we're all like this. And I'm like, man, we really can't move to this. Um, and so you know, I I thought of that and I said it, it is you know, music is way too hard to do the type of music you don't want to make. Mm. And so I think it was like the next week, two weeks later, we started working on Awestruck Revival, yeah, which is a very fast price still to this day, even with some of our newer, faster songs. Like it's probably one of the most fun songs to play live. Mm -hmm. um, and so we set off on the mission to write songs that we liked playing more. Yeah, and, and you found uh, your sound there, huh? We did. You know, that song yeah. was such a curveball to what we were used to that um, we were just lucky, you know, yeah. I, I, I had started Awestruck Revival when I was 16 wow. and it sat in my Dropbox and it was a much different song, <laughs> a lot more pessimistic of yeah. my soul's on fire, but I doubt it will stay. Yeah. Um, and so we start rewriting it and it was a lot of my process during that time with the Lord just like, I have gotten really, really pessimistic about everything. Mm. And so I'm, you know, trying to rewrite it more of like a, you know, a, uh, <laughs> self uh declaration type song of like my soul like if your soul's on fire don't doubt it will stay just of like this uh yeah you know it, it, it ain't no problem with um well and, thinking, you know? and for you during that time it was that journey of discovering your yeah. faith not just the faith from your father or just you know working at chick-fil-a or <laughs> yeah the other trifecta, christian chicken right? man yeah you know so so for you this ministry school and not making the varsity squad as we pointed out earlier like <laughs> i um, love that i love that it's what hit me man so i had to bring it out um and i know you guys have some uh sports influences too that we'll talk about later but you know yeah. it, it's a thing that Finding ourselves, I guess the kids would call it today deconstruction and what they're talking mm -hmm. about. But there is true 
introspection when you're really yeah. trying to figure out what you believe. And you had totally. that moment at ministry school of all places, mm -hmm. thank the Lord, uh, yeah. to really <laughs> discover who you were. And I think that really shines in your music now as well, that that time that you had to, to take that year and figure that mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful that it, that it happened the way it happened. Um, uh, I feel like the falling apart and kind of building back together was uh, a pretty quick process. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you're 20, as how, as how old I think I was, I was 21. Uh, it, everything every day feels like a, you know, a lifetime. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of my life um, – in the last year, I've just been looking at it and just being like, wow, I am probably the luckiest person in the world. Mm. Um, you know, we get to play music we love uh, and we get to be in a position that not a, not a lot of people get to get to do. But also Very at the true. same time of uh, for, for, for me, you know, I like a lot of people have that moment where they're like, what do I believe? What do I actually believe right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like I got really lucky in the fact that it was in the place I was in mm -hmm. with the um, pastoral covering I had yeah, um, with the exact right people, you know, even while I was going through it um, that summer, I was with someone who had just recently got over something like that, like a year ago. Wow. And so, you know, I just, I, I like to think that I'm probably the luckiest person alive <laughs> in that way of, you know, like I can't speak too much to, the deconstruction reconstruction because i feel like i got i never had to struggle the way that a lot of people have mm. um i just it, it happened really fast with a lot of people who really cared about me yeah um and so i'm i feel pretty pretty lucky about that and you got to find the and friends to your band yeah, 100%. so <laughs> and uh so dave let's pull you in for a second uh you got to be kind of the part of finding the sound um and the aftermath of that and so maybe talk a little bit about what your thoughts were as you get in with this group and figure out where this is going and like hey i'm gonna do this instead of what i came to reading to do so what it what it kind of mm. talk about that because I know you do a lot with a lot of worship leaders, a lot of worship teams, and you chose to hang out with Gabriel mm -hmm. Price and friends out of those moments. So give us your perspective there. Yes, I did choose to hang out with Gabriel Price and friends, uh, and it's the best. It's the best. I feel I feel super lucky as well. I love that Gable said that because I think. And this is a bit of a tangent, but it just made me think that we're in a place uh, of the world where there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of good things happening all the time. There's a lot of opportunities happening for us mm -hmm. and other people in our community that it's, it's easy to get really like kind of desensitized to that, Yeah, you know? And so just even remembering like, man, there's like, I was talking with my wife this morning about just some like decisions like we're facing and it was just like we're choosing between all these great things. Like, you know, it's like we could be choosing between a lot of worse things, you know? And, but for me at the time, just to get back to your question, like, um, honestly, Gable reached out to me in, um, in my second year, JK, JK, uh, yeah, da, 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 my third year of ministry school and their second year. Right. Was this when we could be met wrong. up for the first time for you to With, teach me Ableton? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So me and Gable, I did. I, I love how college like memories work like that. Yeah. yeah that's. 
uh, they're blurry, you know. I also feel lucky um, that we're a part of the the population that can remember our college memories. Well, and that so... helps. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, college, ministry, school, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I, I came to BSSM um, a year before Cam and Gable and Daniel and Adam. So I was the year ahead of them. So when they were in their first year, I was in my second year. And I think that's when I first met Gable. Uh, or around that time, because yeah, I gave him some lesson in this, uh, like this music software. But in the next year, when they were in second year, and I was in my third year, is um, is when Gable reached out to me to play keys on Magnetic Love, which is the second release of the band. So there was the Reading EP, and then Magnetic Love was the first single um, after that. And I remember hearing it, and Adam actually came over to my house while while um i was like programming the keys and stuff for it just to kind of help me you know because i wasn't in the band i was just kind of like yeah i'll I'll play keys on your song kind of thing um and so but then i don't know it's like it's kind of what gable said too it's like you're always searching for in this in this kind of world this business if you will you're always searching for the thing that's giving you life you know yeah yeah because like it's easy to to you know just take take a gig and you know it's like yeah i played on this song and it's like whatever you know but this is i don't know it's like something about this song and about you know gable has a is a very magnetic personality and you know and uh and so getting to know even him and adam and daniel and then hearing this song i was like oh my god this is awesome you know and so i think it was just one of those moments for me of like you know, I, maybe I could have been investing more into other things, but I was like, this is awesome. I feel like this is like these types of songs, these types of, you know, writers and, and musicians, like, yeah, they're not like, they don't just come along every month, you know, like right. I could feel like, you know, that this was like a special thing happening. And so yeah, I kind of, you know, it, it kind of just, we kind of trickled into this conversation of like, oh, well, do I want to be a part of the band, you know? Because we we worked on Magnetic Love, and then Gable was talking about our first show was the release show for Magnetic Love in the backyard of the house that Gable later parked his van at. (laughs) You know, a lot of, yeah, (laughs) a lot of connections there. And it was, what's funny is um, we, it was a, I think it was on a Friday night or something, but there was a conference happening at our church and one of the campuses for our church, it was like just up the street. It's right there. And yeah. so uh, the, uh, the, they called the cops on us because uh, <laughs> we were being too loud in the backyard while they're having like their church conference. Oh man. <laughs> and, um, and so it was after that show, like I, it was awesome. Like that, I had so much fun. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like, I want to, I want to do this, you know? And so I think, I don't know. I don't really remember how exactly it happened, but Gable, I think was kind of like, you know, do you want to, do you want to like be a part of the band? And I was like, sure. And we started wow. talking, and that's when we kind of started talking about our first full length album. And yeah. Stuff. Check and yes so, or no. Do you want to be yeah, in the band? Just went from there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, he definitely passed me a note. There's some hearts on it. Yeah. So Daniel, you're the only one that hasn't gotten to share anything yet. So I want to give you an opportunity oh. to give some perspective here. Um, and and the, what I kind of want to ask is as people hear that you guys were involved with Bethel and everything that happens there, but this band is not the, hmm, 
let's this is Bethel. Hmm. <laughs> so as the sound evolves and it's not that classic mm -hmm. worship Bethel sound, yeah. talk about what Gable Price and Friends is to you and what people should really be feeling in as they experience what you guys are doing and what the Lord has given you. Yeah. Dang, that's that that's huge. I mean, that, I think that's one of the biggest things that we're uh, we're going for. It's like we want it to be us, and we are in an environment where we were like heavily influenced at the beginning uh, to do mm -hmm. something that was part of us so much. But we're like, okay, we want to do something that that is our own. While still, yeah. like we we love Bethel, we are all to a certain degree like part of uh, of course worship teams and uh, traveling and all that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a really big thing to us to be authentic, um, and yes. to be and to steward what the Lord is doing in our own personal lives, and to steward what mm -hmm. happens. Uh, I, I really love something that one that a musician friend told me one time is like every single set that you play is like there's going to be something different, even if it's the same people. Like the air is going to be different, like the way that it hits the strings is going to be different, like every, like the sounds are going to be different, even if, if it's all the same things. And we kind of want to yeah. steward that in our own lives. Like it's going to be a different thing, even if it's all of us. Uh, but Amen. we don't want to do what's been happening. We want to do what's happening in our lives and what we, yeah. want, we want to see. So um, that's yeah, great. If that makes any sense. So Yes, absolutely. I think the tagline for Gable Price and Friend now is uh, doing a different thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, I think that's. <laughs> yeah, totally. So Gable, talk, that'll lead us into talking about the process of writing songs. So you go yeah. from writing kind of on your own, doing your thing. And now you've got and friends. Uh, yeah. to, to do this process. So maybe give us a, a glimpse of what the process is as you guys start to pro go through writing a new song or what the Lord's downloading in one of you and it becomes yeah. a Gable Price and Friends song. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so the process has changed a lot through since we started. Um, yeah. I feel like early on, a lot of it was just kind of me, me writing songs and then bringing it to the band and we kind of figured it out um, from there. Um, with Fraction Heart, we, it was the first time we kind of live figured things out um and that was a little bit more of a collaborative process and then once we get to like if i'm being honest the ep uh it becomes a lot more collaborative you know like songs with like someday started um musically we started with a musical idea on that one which i think was the first song that we started with a musical idea versus a um well that and heretic were the two songs that we started with a musical idea versus a lyrical idea, a chorus, a chorus verse, whatever. Um, so it, it, you know, it's always, always evolving and always moving on is our uh, songwriting process. So with our upcoming projects we're working on, um, we, you know, it's been a lot more collaborative. You know, I've been very open. Everyone, everyone who wants to write in the band is welcome in my room any day kind of thing. And so me and Adam have written a lot of the songs together uh, me and Dave have worked on some of the stuff. Daniel, we worked on a song. Then we'll get together as a band and Cam, uh, you know, always brings ideas. We always bring ideas for the songs and the ideas. Yeah. So um, right now it's mostly just like, uh, you know, I have a, the unique uh, season of life where music is what I do. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to stop, stop doing my, um, my glass sales job in November. Um, All right. And uh, so <laughs> I've just been focusing on writing an album, you know, trying to get as many possible songs as we can and then narrowing it down to the perfect bunch is what yeah. it's looked like. So the first thing when I heard Gable Price and Friends, the first thing I thought of was like, did Switchfoot just rebrand? Like, <laughs> this is, but this is really good because the lyrics are so. They, they make you think, but you're having fun. You're, you're worshiping and you're like, 
man, this, this really is, this is something right here. And so, so that's one of your influences, right? Yeah. I love, I love Switchfoot. Um, you know, we've always loved, loved Switchfoot and, um, Switchfoot, Reliant K. I feel like I was lucky enough that my dad is a songwriter. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. a lot of the music we were listening to and he was showing me was music with great songwriters. Yeah. And so, um, and you know, just family friends were songwriters and stuff like that. And so, uh, it was, it, it feels like it, everyone's like, what, what do you, how did you learn to write those lyrics? I'm like, well, it's all I ever listened to. Mm. I never really listened to like a mindlessly written song. Right. Um, it was always these songs that every lyric has to have at least three ways it could go <laughs> three, four five, you know, like you could, it's, it's, you have no idea what it actually means, but it's cool. But it's um, cool. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, Switchfoot was a huge, huge influence for, awesome. I think a lot of us. And yeah. um, well, that's the to, vibe. That's yeah. the vibe I got when I first started getting to listen to you guys. So does anybody else want to chime in on influences or process of, you know, as a band, how, how you come together and write a song before we jump into a few songs specifically? So everybody's just hanging out. I don't out. think Cam has spoken. If Cam wants to go. Oh, let's go, Cam. Uh, there hey he guys, is. I'm back on my phone now because I don't have a charger. But influences, um, yes, yeah, which was definitely one of them, but we are very similar stuff, uh, bands that we like to listen to. I know Dan and I have been caught up in the whole Foo Fighters uh, world right now because of them passing away. So I, I've mm. been listening to them the past like week. Mm. Um, yeah. But for Adam, it's like Kings of Leon, Dave, like yeah, uh, Manchester you. Orchestra, like same thing, Kings of Leon, all those guys. And we yeah. all, yeah, we all get together in um, either even like from a garage to an actual studio to like anywhere. It's kind of like wherever we can play together is when we can write and Amen. Uh, Amen. just create, create ideas. It's like, because uh, we've, you know, we've been through different places, shapes and forms. Like we don't care like how bad like we don't need like inner monitors to write a way to write but we just like if we have an idea we'll we'll do it and, yeah uh think about it and That's make good. it into something cool so um but at least the past year we've been getting together as a band in a studio in a room together and just bringing ideas and um just pulling off of that and then cable will have an idea usually with a song and then we'll just like um put our own flavor on the songs and uh, yeah, just like Gable yeah. trusts our musicianship and just us as people. So he, yeah, he's open to a lot of ideas and anything like, Oh, don't do this. Or like, we could try it. I mean, there's a lot of, it might work. There's a lot of, it might not work. And then there's like, yeah, it works. So yeah, there's a lot of um, rough drafts of everything, but usually it's yeah. kind of like, we're not too stingy on like making things like perfect which oh, yeah, to an extent yeah we want it to be amazing and great but like of course we're not very like annoying about it if you know what i mean <laughs> so, well it's always nice in a yeah. band to not be annoying yes very yeah very true. i mean yeah right away i mean we're friends first so it's kind of just like yeah we're not we're not too offended so yeah well that's great um one of the things that i noticed um and gable if you want to take the lead on this one and then anybody else can chime in um your lyrics are beyond that you know christianese if that <laughs> if that's a yeah. word like you guys you find ways to bring concepts to the surface in a song to make people think but it's not the regular experience that you would do mm -hmm. from ccm if that makes sense 
Yeah. That's yeah, what you're uh, going for. Totally. I mean, I, I think what, what we always say uh, from the beginning has just kind of been like, you know, we, we're not necessarily um, trying to do the same thing, but with more, mm. you know, more volume. Uh, you know, we're going to sing about the things we care about. And, you know, the things that move, move us and, uh, kind of have like a firm belief of, I'm not going to finish a song if it doesn't move me. Right. Um, and so whether it's about life, whether it's about, you know, a, you know, a, you know, like a heretic song, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a song like heretic, not a song for heretics. Um, and, uh, <laughs> basically, yeah, I think if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't mean something to me, I have a hard time finishing it. Yeah. And so, um, going outside of the norm is kind of the only thing I feel like we've known how to do right well um, that that takes me right into i need you okay because that song has some stuff in there that yeah. the transparency of um ministry life and and things like that like uh i love you know you, you start out i broke my wrist punching through a wall in the parsonage mm -hmm. like you know saying that out loud not only to somebody but in a song that a lot of people are going to listen to uh and of course uh where's the line up oh, here it is have some guts kid this is ministry. Mm -hmm. So that grabs me just because I've lived ministry most of my life. And that yeah. resonates heavily with me. But the transparency that this song comes with, I think it is a lot about who you guys are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really feels like I mean, I've only ever known church, you know, and I, I remember being uh, 13, not even in high school yet. And they're like, hey, you're the high school worship leader now. And so it's just kind of this thing of like, you get put into places which, you, which grows you, but at the same time, it kind of, I, I learned really quickly that, or I kind of developed this belief that I couldn't show weakness. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be a middle school. I couldn't be a freshman in high school because I was supposed to be leading the seniors. Yeah. And, um, and so with a lot of that, you know, came, uh, a, a desire to hide, you know, a habit of hiding. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't, you can't show too much, you know, um, you know, you, you can, you can break your wrist basically punching through the wall. You can, um, basically work yourself to death, hide, hide until you're, you know, freaking out just so people don't see you, you yeah. know, wow. as long as they don't know that there's anything going on. And that's kind of, you know, I learned a lot from being in leadership from a young age, but I also, you know, learned a lot of bad habits. You know, mm. uh, when, or, you know, you get, you kind of become like a, it's just, if you're a small church and you're young and you can sing, you kind of become the golden child, you know, yeah. uh, oh, they're next, you know, you're going to be famous. You're going to change the world. And when you hear from young age, you're going to change the world. What I kind of up is like, well, if I, if I want to change the world, they can't know that blah, 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 X, Y, Z, you know, right. Um, you know, they can't know that I don't know about this. Or, you know, I missed my Bible reading, you know, stuff like that. Just like simple stuff that begins to start a habit of hiding. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I feel like a lot of times the, what I would tell myself is that last verse and in an unhealthy way of, Hey, you just got to toughen up. It's how it is. Yeah. You can't feel just have some guts, get over it. It's what everyone does. Mm. And then you start to meet people and you're like, wow, you are way more vulnerable, open, honest than yeah. I thought it would be at the top, you know, quotation marks type thing. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, hopefully, you know, if anyone can get anything about that song, it's just like, you know, you can be as perfect as you want and you can act, you can show that you're perfect. But as soon as that gas leak hits that open flame, 
<laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. Um, and if you keep telling yourself to have guts and toughen up, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to it's gonna explode somehow. You're going to punch through the wall somehow. That's right. Does anybody else want to chime in on this this topic of of the transparency uh, that we really need in, in our, our world of, of people understanding that, yes, us Christian folks, we, we do feel things deeply. We do have moments uh, where our flesh rises up. Uh, does anybody else want to chime in on that while we're talking on this subject? Because that's a that's a, a needed one, I think. Man, no hands. <laughs> yeah, oh, there man. we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's really good. I think it, it's something that we, thankfully, we had a lot of people close to us that were really displaying that the whole time we were in ministry ministry school, like leaders like like Callie or Christine for or in um, like Jordan DeMarco for Gable. So even like Christine's new album, like if you if you hear the lyrics and you see what she's talking about, exactly this, like there is pain, you know, there's things that we go through, there's tragedy in everyday life, yeah. but it's how we engage it with, with what the Lord gives us, like is, is how we engage it and how we meet people there in their suffering, um, yeah. you know, and how we're honest with ourselves, you know, mm. mental health is the thing also, I think is so important that has been growing in the last yeah. few years in Christianity. Yeah. Like, yeah, actually take care of yourselves. Like how many pastors do we see that have big, big issues because they don't yeah. take care of their mental health. So it, it's somebody it, said, suck it up, kid. This is ministry. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it, it's something really important that we're all really passionate about that I think yeah. was modeled by really amazing leaders in our own personal lives. Um, Powerful. Kind of just absorbed it while being there. Yeah, and, and that leads me into the song that I, I definitely wanted a, a comment on. And I know, uh, Gabe, well, this one's uh, very personal for you is uh, 50 milligrams because of the yeah. same thing that we were just talking about. Um, it's, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the story of that. And I know that comes back to ministry school as well. And mm -hmm. and uh, give us some insight on 50 milligrams. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think with um, 50 milligrams, I mean, that was a big part of my my journey. Um, during that first year, you know, f I mean, every ounce of safety felt like it was taken away from me when I moved out to Reading. Uh, you know, I had previously lived in my parents' house. I had, um, and then I was living in a van in a driveway yeah. and, um, I had always been a musician and then I didn't get to do any music and I panic attacks, anxiety attacks pretty constantly. I'd say at least like once a week, I'd be holding the pillow over my head while I'm trying to go to bed, like just stop stop you know wow, and yeah. um and so what i quickly realized so i ended up um i don't i don't know you can cut this if if you want to but i i ended up going on an antidepressant medication or anti-anxiety um in that first year um just because it was it was a lot and i was getting pretty uh chaotic yeah. in the sense of you know i you know there was one time where i i would just kind of disappear if i was in a group of people and um something set me off or I started yeah. feeling anxiety. I would just take my longboard and ride for miles and wow. stuff like that. And I'm like on the river trail where there's mountain lions, probably not a good idea, you know, um, and <laughs> stuff like that. And so, uh, and that was not smart. So I kind of went on those just to kind of try to even things out. And I, I quickly learned that every time I would feel like have something that I was terrified of, as soon as I would stop feeling fear about that one thing, mm -hmm. it would be because I pushed it out with another thing. Yeah. And that would be the thing I'd obsess over every night when I'm laying in bed. Um, you know, for example, I'm like, 
my van that I live in is going to get broken into mm. and I'm, you know, blah, 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 this stuff, you know, yeah, move that out of the way. I have to go to college after this because I have to figure out what I'm going to do with my life and I'm never going to get to do what I want to do. And then you move that out and it's like, what yeah. do I do after this year? It's all these things. Of and course. so I, I literally felt like, and then it was probably around New Year's that I was home and I was making my New Year's resolutions for the next year. And I'm like, I feel like I'm literally trying to come up with things that I've never thought about just so I can beat them. Yeah. Um, so I can, so I can feel accomplished of, uh, you know, uh, like I'm coming up with these things, like learn how to build a table. I'm like, I've never wanted to build a table, but I want to now because, uh, I'll feel accomplished. And so I started thinking, I'm like, man, this is a lot like my mental state right now mm. where I feel like every time I feel over something that I'm terrified of, I will then basically formulate something new to take mm. the place of that thing Yeah, uh, to be my new point of anxiety, to be my new point of feeling terrified, you know? And so um, it kind of became an addicting thing for me, mm -hmm. not the antidepressants, but being afraid of, yeah. you know, of having something to obsess over. And so wow. 50 milligrams, it was a very dark time. The song was written very dark. Like it sounded, you know, a lot sadder than, but yeah. um it just, you know, it, uh, yeah, it was just a wild time. That's, yeah. that's kind of 50 well, milligrams. Well, here's, here's my thought though. Okay. So, so you're at this massive ministry healing school uh -huh. and you have to reconcile, I'm taking these pills and what does that mean about my faith? So there's mm -hmm. people that have those questions a lot. So for you, what, what was the turning point for you? when you were able to turn off all that extra stuff and just step into what God was calling you to, even amongst all these people in yeah. ministry school. I mean, at first it was a little weird. I mean, especially just because I, I mean, I was 19. Yeah. And so a lot of the people I was hanging around were also close to that age. And I feel like at a certain age, you know, I mean, I'm only a few years older now, but just thinking like, if someone's going through something, I'm like, man, do what you got to do, you know? Yeah, but yeah. back then it was like very confusing to a couple people in my life um, before I went on them. But I went home for Christmas break and things were really bad. And it was kind of my first, my mom sat me down. My mom has done a, a wonderful job since I moved out of the house of being like, hey, you live your life. And if yeah. you need advice, let me know. Right. Um, and we talk a ton, but she's never, she's never intrusive with advice. But she was finally like, Gable, it's really hard to to hear how much you're going through this. Can we take you mm. to a counselor, take you to a doctor and try to figure out what's going on? And um, so I did that. And I, I, I was lucky enough to have been home when all that happened, away from a lot of the voices telling me what I should do um, to where I could just be with family in a really safe place. Yeah. And they could walk me through how to get well. And yeah, so, um, yeah. so by the time I was back in Reading and, you know, people knew that it was going on, it, it was already a regular thing yeah. and the withdrawals would be much more, uh, heavy than the effect of the initial thing. If I was to just cut it off. Yeah. And so I, I, I didn't, I wasn't on it for long, probably two months. Yeah. Um, 
and I s- slowly eased myself out and barely got a migraine from it. Yeah. Well, man, I, we're not cutting anything. I do stuff and, and we just, we just do what the Lord does with it. Um, right. so, uh, the transparency there is, is definitely great. And I think people need that. Uh, so there's another song that I want to definitely point out. And then <clears throat> if there's any that you guys in particular want to point out, we'll do that. Uh, but I like demons and, I will thank you for getting it stuck in my head. That line, <laughs> uh, the line, don't win games in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anytime, <laughs> right now, especially while we're promoting at Victory, the 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 show where you guys are coming to us in April. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. But this song, <laughs> I love it, and we play it uh, to to make sure people know who you are. Uh, but that line is it, stuck in my head quite often. Uh, so mm-hmm. thank you for that. And tell me a little bit about this song, man, because it's it's uh, it's great even <laughs> outside of the line that gets stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean that one was early. It was that was like the middle stages of writing Fraction Heart, and it was wow. one of our more outside the boxes, um, uh, you know, the one of the outside the box songs. And I, um, I had a chorus, uh, and it was a little bit different than that. Um, you know, it was like uh, how did it go? It was like uh, it was like oh gosh, okay, and I won't remember it, but it was much different. And I took it to my friend Mike Mains, who I always really, really admired. Uh, amazing songwriter, uh, huge, huge in my musical journey. And so we start writing it together and um, I, uh, he's like, yeah, I, I really think that we should write this verse more conversational. And I had never written conversational. Everything is you are the empire. It's never about me. Like those songs, you know, like, uh, and if it is, it's about me and God. And I'm like, and so with that song, it was like one of the first ones that like, like talk about what you're like, what's one of your demons? What are the things that you can't kill that you're letting have residence in your life? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I feel very lethargic and helpless in the mornings, like to get out of bed. I was working at 4:45 that whole year. Um, so I know your radio, like, yeah. I would, I would work from 4:45 to 10 at my sales job and then go to school for mm. the whole day. And so, um, it was just like, I would literally just sit there and be like, Oh, this is so much, so much effort to get out of bed. But, um, <laughs> so with, uh, with that song, we start writing it and we're, we're talking and we think from this pre-chorus, we had like a melody, um, which is how a lot of things will come. We'll be like, it could be cool if it, da, 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 da. Um, That's the part. And, it's, yeah, there it's we go. Residence rent free right here. Yeah. And so, so I, I had the, the lyric idea and it was a little bit different. And Mike said, he was like, what if we made it seem like it was like your dad sitting you down and just being like, hey, you can talk all you want mm, about you know, you can talk all you want about, you know, I mean, I was a, and that was my last year of school. So we were mentors for a lot of students. So what you'd constantly see is you'd see a lot of students be like, I want to get better at this thing. And it's like, well, you're not going to get better at that thing by just saying you're going to get better at that thing. Or I need to get this thing out of my life. And it's like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. If you know, you're, you're, I think of like being a kid, my dad's in the car with me at the sports game. And I'm like, Say we're in the car in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm gonna do this to this player. I'm gonna, you know, shoot it from here as soon as I get the ball. And he's like, Hey, you can talk as much as you want about how you're gonna destroy these guys, but we're, nothing's gonna happen if you stay in the car here. That's right. You know, it'd, be, it'd be more like if you're out there, like, man, if I was to go in there, I'm not gonna. But if I was <laughs> to go in there, I would do this. He's like, Hey, you can talk all you want, but nothing's happening. That's right. Until you walk into that gym mm-hmm. and just get the living daylights beat out of you. Yeah. Um, and so it, that's kind of what the lyric meant. And it still kind of hits home for a lot of things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the whole part about not making demons yours, you know, not, we, yeah. we don't realize what we say sometimes when we're saying my back 
injury or my whatever yeah. hurts, uh, you know, the power of death and life in the tongue. And so that's what I get a lot out of that song. Uh, you know, and speaking of, of the songs that, that people enjoy, you know, Homecoming was such a big one for, for Gable mm-hmm. uh, and Dave Homecoming as we get ready to have this concert um, that we're going to have uh, for Victory 91.5. It's uh, April the 22nd. It's Friday night. It's at seven o'clock and Dave is coming home. So talk about the excitement of coming home with the band yes. and getting to do this concert, man. <laughs> oh wow great question uh i mean yeah i'm i'm stoked i my dad listens to victory 91.5 all the time i actually sent him a screenshot of what's up lauren happening and i was like (laughs) shout out so um i i love it um and i feel super i feel super stoked and so i mean i always i always love an excuse to come home and see my family and my friends. And so it's, it's just funny. It just feels very full circle to be going to my hometown radio station, you know, uh, yeah. in the, a part of this band that wasn't even formed there. It was formed on the other side of the country. So, yeah. So you get to show them the, everything that is, well, this one's going to be in Buford, but you know, all the areas around. Yes. Yeah. Close enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're definitely excited to host you guys and uh, looking forward to when I talk about it in the mornings right now, what I talk about is the the fellowship and the worship and, and the celebration. Uh, and so I know that's going to be part of the homecoming for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so uh, one of the things I also wanted to talk about was I, I was perusing the website as I was getting ready for this and I was looking at the merch. Uh, so I want to know whose idea, who's <laughs> bad boys baseball club. What is that about? There's a hat there. Uh, somebody, somebody tell me what that is. I mean, we, we kind of like, um, as a joke, we always kind of were like, yeah, we're like the bad boys of bad boys for like, life. Like yeah. we said it early on, like we've, we always said like, we're the bad boys of Caleb, but we've never been played on Caleb. Like, it's just like a, <laughs> like we always made the joke before, like any radio station was like, you're like Gable Price and friends are like, isn't the Gable like the corner of the roof of the house or something like that? <laughs> um, and, uh, and so like, we always just made the joke, like, yeah, we're the bad boys of this. And then finally, like we told this, um, the, our our designer guy that's been working with us a lot. He's actually a radio show host too, but uh, in Perth. Um, ah. And he uh, he was like, you guys always make this joke about how you guys are the bad boys. What if I made some merch about it? I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And so he did it. And so, it's so funny because uh, the least bad boy people <laughs> buy the bad boys baseball club stuff. It'd be like going into Chick-fil-A and they're wearing Metallica shirts. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's and saying my pleasure. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're, you know, they're like, um, it's, it's just funny. It's just like the, the, I'll see people with the bad boys hat on like some people and I'm like, okay, sure. Like that's, that's great. Um, that's awesome, but man. I, I'm also an avid, I'm, I'm an avid rule follower. And so for me to say like, I'm a bad boy of something is kind of, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of funny. Cause I'm like, I really have, have never done anything, you know, remotely illegal. This ministry school group of guys are the bad boys. Yeah. We're the bad club. boys. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I noticed an, another piece of merch that's based on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies logo. So who, who, yeah. who's a Grizzlies fan? What is, what's happening there? Um, no one's a Grizzlies fan, actually. Oh, I wow. think jo- I think John Morant's incredible. Oh, that's yes. actually so. So that's actually the Vancouver. Oh, Grizzlies, look at he's got it. My yeah. friend Quincy. They were yes, um, I know that's true. Uh, and uh, basically, the, our Dave, designer. He's got it. Yeah. He's got the merch on. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I've got it. I think right here too. But yeah. uh, the, our designer Dan was um, 
he loves basketball too. And he was like, Hey, what if we did something like this? Because they're not a team anymore, you're not going to get sued. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> they still use the retro stuff. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we might yes, get sued. But it says friends like, yeah, it says friends on there. I like it. I like it. Gable Price yeah, and friends yeah. and real big. Yeah. It's awesome. It's funny. My, my buddy uh, wore our hat to a Phoenix Suns game. Uh, and he and someone flipped him the bird because they thought it was a Memphis Grizzlies hat, and and he's like he's like it's a band, it's a band. But it was funny. That's great. Well, I'm a big. I was a sports broadcaster back in a former life, so this is this is fun stuff going through this. Uh, so okay, other guys that need to chime in. All right, what's your favorite piece of merch? I'm gonna call on Daniel. Daniel, what's your favorite piece of Gable Price and Friends merch? Hmm, I think the the hoodie for sure. I, I yeah. love, yeah, I, I love the traditional design in the back. Oh, the one with the the eagle on the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, that's tight. I like that. All right, uh, Cam, favorite merch if you're in here. Cam, hello. <laughs> there he is. Uh, I might have to see you uh, with the hat. I mean, I've been wearing this, like, every day. It's kind of gross. There he is. But, uh, Bro, yeah, he wears it every day you. for sure. That's all I see. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because my hair is getting crazy right now. Um, the only I don't own it personally, but uh, it's the only cool in Redding T-shirt, and uh, it's just yeah, it's just really cool. I, I love the color on it, and yeah, I, yeah. I like how it just says only cool because like we just it still blows our minds that we are a thing outside of Redding, California. <laughs> so. Um, so every time I every time like I, I just see it around like or someone wearing it, I'm just like, wow. Uh, I guess we, yeah. I guess we're it's yeah. not just writing. So, but that's yeah, good it's, stuff. It's so so Adam, it looks like we've got you back. Uh, favorite piece of Gable Price and Friends merch. Um, I Cam already said it. I like the only uh, cool and writing one. Yeah, I think that's it's good. just. I like being. I like how. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek a little bit it's kind of like <laughs> reading such a small town and yeah. it's like if you're like famous in reading it's it's not really like a flex you know so it's, <laughs> it's a little funny but when you wear it as merch it's always a flex yeah uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so sure. I, i'm seeing the uh the my favorite right now is the lightning bolt one only because it looks like gable's the one sporting it uh on the website so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we need to get rid of those so if anyone's on here they're on super sale right now um it's the along the the reading thing it's like there's like this 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 tower of uh this totem pole of like you know how there's like famous and then right. there's like you know how, how people are always like christian famous isn't real famous um, and then and then reading famous isn't christian famous it's like there's like the, the levels of not real fame you know and <laughs> and reading fame is at the top of not real fame but everyone's like they're so popular it's like really <laughs> You know? <laughs> we'll go back to who yeah who uh, the corner <laughs> of the house <laughs> the corner of the house oh i love that all right so um man i just want to kind of open the floor here as we're kind of winding down i know you guys got plenty else to do today and i want to say again special thank you for coming on and talking to me because this is part of uh voice in the kingdom which is a podcast that i do and then of course victory uh 91.5 where we're going to be you know really promoting getting everybody to come out to this celebration this opportunity for fellowship with you guys in april um, so let's, let's run down the line. Hey, uh, Cam, we'll start back with you, Cam, as we're finishing up here, man, what are your, what are your just maybe final thoughts of our time today, getting to talk and reminisce about, uh, what you guys are doing and what the Lord has you guys doing? Yeah. I mean, 
It's funny, earlier you said it seems like we do a lot of interviews, but we actually don't, at least for me personally, like some of the other guys, we don't do a lot of interviews as a band. It's like exciting just to see all of us together oh, cool. and just like talk about our history together and our friendship yeah. together. Not just like stuff about the band, but just like personal lives and hmm. um, our time with the Lord. And it's kind of just cool. I mean, and being hosted by like such an awesome guy like Quincy, oh, you have been come awesome. On. So, uh, <laughs> yeah great questions too and um yeah i don't think we'll ever get tired of just like meeting new people or talking with new people so wow. yeah we're super th i'm super thankful and i'm sure all the other guys are so well this yeah, is man. good all right uh, daniel you're the next one in my line here so daniel's up um oh. same kind of thing man just uh the opportunity to come together and talk uh together like i didn't realize you guys haven't done a band together interview so this yeah. is cool uh, that we get to come together and do this yeah, no, it, it's awesome. And I, th I think that's what probably showcases the what we are and what we try to do the most is like, we're just a group of friends doing music that we love and mm -hmm. just trying to have fun, you know? And, and it just happens to be that you all love Jesus very much. Oh, so. yeah, that, that's probably number one. And then everything else is, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, good. It's such a good time. Such a good time. Thank you for having that's me. That's good. All right, Adam, come on, man. What else do you got to add here, buddy? Uh, man. I'm honored to be here. I feel terrible that I thought I was fine just with coffee shop Wi-Fi, and I was not. And I feel really bad. So I'm Dude, so sorry. It worked. But, but see, when you were really needed, when, when Gable's computer crashed and you were able to comment like that, that I mean, divine appointment, that you were there and stable at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, everything works out. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to play the show. It's going to be so yeah. much fun. It's going to get rowdy. Maybe Gable will stage dive. Maybe I will stage dive. Maybe hey. all of us will stage dive. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it just because, again, meeting you guys and doing this today has got me even more excited. But also just the fact that it's an in-person concert and we get to just worship together and fellowship together. I'm excited. Uh, all right. So Dave homecoming, Dave, uh, I know we, we can't borrow that because Marvel and, and, and Sony's already using it. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, talk again about just, you know, whatever you want to say about coming home or, or just uh, being part of this whole experience, yeah. man. Whatever I want to say, I can say anything. Uh, man, I, it, I'm man, I mean, <laughs> everyone got a little tense. No, I, uh, <laughs> No, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be playing this. We love, I just love playing live with these guys. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Of This is like this type of band. And I feel like, you know, obviously I'm maybe a little biased because I've gotten to be a part of it and stuff. But this type of band like just doesn't come around like that often. And so not only as, as a participant, but as a genuine fan of our music, I just feel like excited that, like you said, we get to play in person and, you know, we'll be doing more this year and working on, you know, new music to release as well. And so um, I'm just proud to be numbered with these guys. That's awesome. And uh, let's talk real quick. The one thing I didn't even talk about, because most of the time when you do a band interview or somebody that's kind of quote unquote getting on the map, you talk about the band name, but it's Gable Price and Friends. I mean, where where's the, you know, so what... Uh, how did you settle on staying on that name? Talk a little bit about that, I think. Um, and did you consider coming up with something that would, you know, make people think or, you know, any of those things like yeah. that when it comes to band names? I mean, yeah, I, I think 
at first my initial idea was like let's come up with a band name um and Gigi and the boys um, <laughs> I, my thought was but when the project was started for me to move back to Cincinnati which was my plan after my first year right um you know we we, we were like hey let's figure out something that can be universal to where wherever I go kind of thing yeah. um and then from when we decided that we were like a band I think that it's funny looking back, but we were like, our first EP did way too good to change it. But like now looking back at like how, how well it's going now, it's like, man, we totally could have changed it if we wanted to. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, we've, we, we talked about it here and there, but you know, it's, it was just kind of what it was. And there's a lot of people who have an and name, you know, Drew Holcomb in the neighbors, Mike Maines in the branches. Mm. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some, some more, um, I was trying to think of a funny one, but there's no funny Bethel one. Bethel and music. Yeah. <laughs> David and funk. Um, yes, I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So we, I mean, we, it's, it's not a, it's a, not a very creative band name, but. Uh, but you make up for it, man. Those, li- the lyrics are there, dude. Like, <laughs> Thanks, I love it. So, so people don't have to use their brain power on the name so they can really dive deep into the lyrics. There's a, there's yeah. a good reason right there. There we go. There we go. Thanks. I'll keep that one. <laughs> hey, there's no copyright in the kingdom. You can have it. Uh, well, man, I, I really appreciate you guys taking time out. Uh, we're going to have a great time. April the 22nd, 7 p.m. in Buford, Georgia for Victory 91.5. We're going to be kicking off uh, the Victory Partner Days with that event and uh, just going to have a great time in the Lord. So thank you guys so much uh, for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Of course. It. Thanks, yeah. Quincy. Excited yeah, to be in person. All right. Yeah, man. I'm excited too. And so for everybody uh, that's l- watching this at a later date, you missed it. Sorry. But <laughs> if you watch it between now and uh, April the 22nd, 2022, uh, you can come on out and join us uh, in Buford, Georgia. Go to victory.radio. That's where you can get your tickets. And uh, go to the Gable Price and Friends website. Check out that merch and uh, check out these guys and their tour dates. Uh, they're going, I think you guys are going to be at Liberty University right after us, right? We are. Yeah. Yeah. We are. So we that's are. exciting. Well, oh, There's yeah. a whole lot of kids there. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. A big, for sure. That's a big old school. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys. Uh, we're going to get off of here for uh, today. This has been a uh, production of Voice in the Kingdom Ministries, and it has been for Victory 91.5. And we want to say a special thank you to Gable Price and Friends for taking time out uh, to be on with us. Guys, it has been a blast. Quincy, good to see you, man. We're excited to see Bye. you. Bye. See you, man. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you, Quincy. See you. All right.